Like there's only so much bra and panties matches you can see before you're just like, okay, I'm done. I, I you know, like it, it's great, but I, I, I need something more. I, need well, I, I don't wrestling. know about you. Every Saturday night for me is a bra and panties match. Woo! You had it hanging down at Shabooms over in Stone Park or something like <laughs> that's, that? That's right. It's car con carne. It is the world's only food podcast recorded in a car. That car is my Mazda 3. I'm James Van Osdell. Sitting here with Keith Lipinski. He is a producer for AAW, pro wrestling, independent wrestling. I love AAW shows. Well, thank you. We love we love you. So, and, and we're sitting in a car in Park Ridge right now eating food. This is That's this true. is the American dream we're living right now, James. You know, it kind of is. We're sitting here on a really bitterly cold Chicago night. It's like um, my car says it's 10 degrees outside. The wind chill's probably right around zero. We're sitting at the Sandlot uh, Burger Joint in Park Ridge on Tui, which, by the way, I hope these burgers are good because that was the nicest group of people ever serving the burgers in there. Incredibly friendly people. Usually the service here is very top notch, so I'll give you that. And especially the guy with the walrus like mustache, which <laughs> I believe is the proprietor of the establishment. <laughs> so have a walrus like it does. It does. It's a fantastic mustache. This is actually my kid, two young kids' favorite restaurant in the entire world. Like, oh, right I, They've got milkshakes. they got milkshake. You're actually drinking one after I purchased one. I feel so irresponsible. You got the eggnog milkshake and I'm I'm going peppermint or pepper like candy cane. Milkshake. Well, they had a lovely, lovely display in front that sat there and said about their holiday milkshakes. And they have, I, I have an eggnog milkshake. James, you have the candy cane. It looks, looks quite good. All right. So before we start talking wrestling, I got the, the, two, the two, two by two. two. Or, yeah, two and two. Uh, two meats. Two cheeses, right? And I, I don't know if it's two cheeses. I know there's bacon. Something. Because there's the guy bacon. was really pushing bacon on us. He wanted today. us to have bacon. Well, he, he, actually, I appreciated him pushing the bacon because it seemed like he really cared about bacon. Like, he didn't <laughs> want to sit there and save the bacon for himself. So he could just sit there and lather in bacon grease later on and have some sort of bacon-filled he orgy. Wanted us to, he he was, wanted us to have the bacon. It was a, a communion. Him. He oh, wanted us to be part of this. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you just got a regular cheeseburger. I just got a regular cheeseburger. Well, I actually ate like a few hours ago. <laughs> so this is the fourth meal that Taco Bell has always talked to us right. about. Right, yeah, fourth so. meal is very real. So yeah, yep. you're having a it's, milkshake. It's look, I, I went light between the milkshake <laughs> and, and a cheeseburger. Like, I, I was really concerned, you this, know. This actually looks like an awesome... Why don't like, you have it, yes, yeah. as I said, Is that there Thousand Island dressing in there? It could be. It could oh. be their special sauce. And grilled onions. Grilled oh, this onions. is going to be a nightmare to eat. It's going to be fun. We have three napkins total, so... At one part of the podcast, you'll actually hear me open up the door and actually <laughs> go get some of the napkins because, of course, that's very important. So I'm surprised, as, as you have children as well, that mm-hmm. you do not have – well, your children are a lot older than mine – that you don't have, like, some sort of wipes or some sort of, ha! like – Shows you what you know. On the way here, I stopped by Walgreens. I have wipes in the back seat. Oh, fantastic. I'm on it. Well, so we, we could actually just get really messy with these burgers yeah. as two people are talking in a car in Park Ridge. I literally have Pampers wipes in the backseat. Pampers seat. wipes. Those yeah, Finding wipes. Dory. Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, nothing but the best for you, my friend. Nah, some fine sponsorship right there by <laughs> Disney Corporation. I'm surprised they're not Rogue One wipes. Oh, there you go. There you go. And if anyone wants to sponsor the podcast, have at it. That'd be great. Please do. How do they? Con- how does someone sponsor this podcast? I don't know. They'd have to find me somewhere on... on- the internet or social That's media. That's hard. Uh-huh. It's, it's not, it, you know, if anything we've learned in 2016, 
besides, you know, rest in peace, Alan Thick, uh, is the fact. Oh that yeah, that happened tonight. That happened tonight. Yeah, it, it sort of. I sort of wanted to cancel this because of that. Mm-hmm. He, honestly, when it comes to 1980s TV's dads, oh. he was easily, easily a role model. Like, there's so many times where I feel myself discipline my kids. I'm feeling like Jason Seaver would be very proud of me here. Keith. As God is my witness, this is so good. Is that really good? Oh my it God! Looks like you're enjoying it. It's, it's a good. It's a good burger. They do a good burger here at the Sandlot uh, on the corner of uh, Tui and uh, and Greenwood. Yes, I've lived here six years, and I actually had to turn just to make sure I had the street right. Yeah, so, so. it's just west of Cumberland, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it's easy to get to off 294, and certainly if you live in the north suburbs. It's a quick shot. The fries are good. We did not get the fries because I was worried that the grease would hurt the mm-hmm. recording equipment. But yet we only took two napkins for two burgers. Seriously. Which, which really just shows the state of Chicago mind that we have mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Mm. This was, is good. Yeah. I, I, you know what it is? It's American cheese. Mm. American cheese works best on burgers because it melts better. It does melt quite nicely. Cheddar is delicious, but American cheese, when it gets all melty... There's definitely There's nothing a feel like it. to it. Uh-huh. It's, it's a good feel. Yeah, this is a darn good burger. Mm-hmm. Good call. You know, I'm sure you've been to Superdog multiple, mm-hmm. multiple times. Like, that's the other place that, you know, I basically just thought when, when you said to come on your podcast here and, and eating fast food in cars, I was thinking the places that were close enough here, and there's mm-hmm. this place in Wally's up north. Mm-hmm. So when you m- mentioned Sandlot, I was like, oh, yeah, it's a done deal. Well, let's talk wrestling. Let's talk Let's toss the wrestling. So, all right, before we go any further, if you're listening to this podcast, and it happens to be the month of December 2016, the 30th of this month Mm -hmm. is the next AAW event, and the specifics of that are? Uh, That will be AAW at 115 Bourbon Street in beautiful Marionette Park, Illinois. Which Uh, is run by a puppet government. What, what, what? Really? That's Marionette Park. I see. I, I just I, I go down there, you know, eleven, twelve times a year for shows, and that's I go in Marionette Park. Uh, I, we create wrestling magic, and then I leave <laughs> very quickly. So you know, then I usually have a uh, lot of wrestlers from out of town who mm-hmm. get amazed by driving by the White Castle because it, it's it's almost like a foreign delicacy to them. <laughs> so you know. And, and yet they're going to be flying the next morning, but yet they'll still have the White Castle. I passed the White Castle on the way here. Uh, take the kids to meet Santa this weekend at White Castle. That's a real thing. Really? Mm-hmm. Out of all the places to see Santa, the White Castle is some... That's, that's a bad holiday, dude. Well, well, but, I mean, the White Castle is delicious, though, so it evens out. So, But, yeah, we are, we are running there. Tickets are available at aarrestling.com slash tickets right now. And we also are running again uh, uh, January 7th in our second home, which will be the Knights of Columbus in beautiful LaSalle, Illinois. It's about 90 90 minutes west of here, and uh, they love their wrestling there. Okay. So the the crowd is is a lot of locals. And this will be the first AAW show there. There was a company running there for a number of years called Dreamwave. Uh, and uh, the person running Dreamwave just decided he had enough. And so he basically, we're taking over the reins there and sort of trying to keep the shows sort of in his philosophy where we'll usually bring in a big special guest. Uh, John Morrison, uh, or John Hennigan, wherever you want to say say his name, and he, and his friend Talia will actually be at that show. So that's our that's a big big show coming up. So I wanted to make sure I mentioned that as well. I'm embarrassed to say it's been a while since I've been to an AEW card. Okay. Last one I was at, Samoa Joe headlined. Mm. 
Now, you can't turn on TV without seeing him everywhere. I think, I think. I mean, when I look at some of the talent that we've had this year, we've had people that have gone on. Uh, Drew Gulak, who was on a number of our shows this year, uh, recently started with the WWE. Mustafa Ali uh, just started with the WWE as well. So it's, it's a very interesting time in independent wrestling because a long time ago, independent wrestling was sort of seen as, you know, guys that wanted to get in there and have wrestling matches and have really good wrestling matches. Now it's seen as being sort of a stepping stone, sort of a, you know, triple A ball club mm-hmm. to the major leagues. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been interesting because we've had a number of people that have definitely gotten interest from the big companies out there. So it's 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 been a fun year and we've had We've had since that last show you had you you were at with us, which I always think probably Helen had no fury at Berwyn, yep. I believe, mm-hmm. which was uh, Samoa Joe versus Josh Alexander. I believe so. Since that time, Joe, of course, is now in WWE. Uh, was a two-time uh, next champion, I believe, mm-hmm. or maybe one time, and so he's gone on to beautiful, beautiful things. And just uh, the talent, we've definitely had some talent that's gone. We've had some talent that stays, and we've definitely have such a wonderful pool of talent. Like some of the best wrestlers in the world are coming to Marionette Park, are coming to Berwyn, are coming to LaSalle, Illinois. So it's been a really, really fun year, and I definitely we've had our biggest crowds. Like this year, our average attendance has been. Marvelous! Your old friend Jim Lyman would be incredibly proud of the stuff that we've done this year. Oh, he'd be he'd be beside himself. Like you know, Jim was a a Chicago guy that loved Chicago. Like when I think of Jim, I always think of if Chicago was a person, it would have been him. (laughs) Big, boisterous, willing to talk, willing to bust balls, and like I think Jim would have had a fantastic year this year just to see the progress that we've made, where we became sort of a you know that promotion that runs in Chicago to the promotion that everyone's talking about that knows that's running in Chicago right now. So Completely agree. And yeah, he was very proud of everything at AAW up until that point. As he should be. He was he was honestly the the public face of our company. Mm-hmm. So like now now it's me. So <laughs> sorry AAW. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. That's all, that was a horrible Letterman cackle. It's because of this milkshake, by the way. Like I can My milkshake usually... is so good. I'm trying to drink fast so I can talk, but in the process I've got this like thick saliva just building it's not not yeah it's, no. it's really like we should have asked for like a water chaser or something like that or maybe yeah. i could squeeze some of the wipes out just as, as a as a beverage just like why like, don't we just try to eat buns just how many buns like you ask for a six pack of buns <laughs> yes. you don't think they would give that to us here at the same well, they're, they're very friendly all right so back to aaw mm-hmm. you started to mention something along these lines and i believe there's a similarity between wrestling and music oh absolutely You've got your major label bands, the big successful bands, but then there are the people, the cool kids know, yeah, the, the indie stuff is what's really interesting. I I want to be there to see this band that's going to change my life. I want to be there to see those wrestlers who maybe the people of America don't know by name yet, but who I can you know, attack. You go to one of these shows, one of these AAW shows, and there is so much enthusiasm and passion in the audience. Oh, yeah. it, it's, it, it's like the kindest 
prison yard you've ever been to. <laughs> Except they're a lot more drunk. Like, not not the prison yard, but the AW shows. So don't forget to tip your bartenders, especially Jay at one fifteen Bourbon Street. Uh, your you, your assumption on music and wrestling is very spot on, James. Just because of the fact that it is sort of like I see it when I was when I was in college, which was I don't want to date myself, but a very long time ago, I was heavily involved in the punk scene, and there would be bands. Where you'd sit there and say, in a few years, they're going to be something or be sure. somebody. And there's going to be bands that'll be like, oh, wow, I'm glad no one knows about mm-hmm. this band but me because I don't want them to be successful. I, well, I, I Let me rephrase that. I don't want them to be that level of success. I you want, want them to be, to be your be little secrets. Myself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, and I think AEW is sort of like that. And I think the world of wrestling operates a lot like that, where it's sort of a. We we at AAW try and get the best up and comers that are out there right now. Like there's a guy from Ohio by the name of Desmond Xavier, who's marvelous, just incredibly agile, just a a marvelous pro wrestler. And we've been having him do several matches up against bigger talent to get that experience, sort of like a trial series, where we have guys. Would you, would you, that would have you say been you're trying to put him over? Is that is that what you say? No, I, I what I say is what we will do is we'll have him. It's it's a Japanese thing, and I'll veer off topic here for a second. In Japan, with pro wrestling, if there's a young guy that their company wants to make someone someday, they'll sit there and do something called the blank blank wrestler's name here trial series, where it'll be mostly matches where you know that they'll lose, but they'll show so much fighting spirit and effort. Mm-hmm. That they'll actually be something somewhere in the future. Interesting. Yeah, it's fun times. So yeah, it's it's cool. I mean, you, you see these people. Some are at the ground floor. Some are just killing it mm-hmm. at the indie level. And some may forever be your best kept secret. Some may turn out to be Samoa Joe or Seth Rollins. Right, right, right. Both guys, both AAW alumni, right there. And also, also you'll have guys that right now, concerning the wrestling landscape, <coughs> we have uh, our heavyweight champion, Sammy Callahan. Sammy Callahan worked for the WWE for a number of years in their developmental, and he asked for his release a year ago, sitting there saying he wanted to do something more and realized that there would be more personal satisfaction and also he'd be actually be working more this year uh, if he left the WWE, you know, the, the, the kind, warm nest of the WWE. And he's had a, a marvelous year. He's actually taken the AEW heavyweight title and brought it overseas. So it's actually helped really the image of the company, you know, between that and also AEW is available right now on a number of on-demand services. We have our own on-demand service at AEWondemand.com. And we also partner with the High Spots, which is a a DVD and MP4 distribution service. So the name of AEW definitely has become AW in 2016 has become a very big, high-profile company. Well-deserved. Congratulations. Yeah, it's a lot of hard work done by a lot of the people, and it's not just people like myself or Danny Daniels or Mike Pekovich or PJ Drummond. It's people that, you know, our sound guys, you know, our, our sound guys care, you know. Our sound guys, you know, we had a, a guy by the name of Dave from Reckless Records who, pl- who had a, a wonderful <coughs> music mix uh, at our last show, which was the Windy City Classic, what was held in Logan Square Auditorium, mm-hmm. where we had 502 people jam-packed standing room only, and it just creates such a wonderful atmosphere. I love running that building. The owner was like, why don't you run every show here? The, the atmosphere is wonderful. People are buying beers left and right. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, well, you know how much you pay for rent, right? Okay, there you go. So, 
but it's been it's been a it's been a fun year. I mean, we have places that we like to run in Chicago at Logan Square. We're going to be running Joe's, which isn't that far mm. away from here, in uh, I believe April. Joe's and Rosemont. Year. Yeah, Joe's and Rosemont. So they're going to be putting away the country music for a few hours, and they'll be putting on some AEW music. So. That's fantastic. It is. It is. It's 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 a lot of fun, especially especially for me who does a lot of the you know logistics of picking people up from the airport and getting them to the show. That's very convenient for me. So, and I bet heading toward the end of December, mm-hmm. that comes that comes with some stress. Mm. Oh man, please don't snow. Please don't be delayed. Yeah, yeah. Especially because so much of our talent, like AEW, I would say in the last two years has gone from being a regional promotion to being a national promotion mm-hmm. in terms of the talent that we yep. have. So we have just way too many people flying in right now. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Like, well, so this is an interesting point because unlike say the WWE, you have a roster that is probably in some respects in flux. Mm-hmm. You have guys who. If they, they can't 100% commit right. to AAW. They're doing other things. So I'm sure it's hard to build storylines. I'm sure it's hard to build champions knowing that, okay, I'm, this guy may want to do X, Y, Z down the road. Right, of course. And that that's something that we just have to deal with. We just have to sort of be committal with the guys that we have and know when they're going to be back and at least figure out a plan for them to say. But, yeah, it is sort of hard because you think of it, these wrestlers are all independent contractors, and some of them, in some cases, have contracts that say you need to be here on these days, and they might not necessarily know what days those are. We have a number of our talents who work for Lucha Underground mm-hmm. uh, out in, uh, you know, when they tape in California. Hey, am I allowed to say that I love Lucha Underground? You are absolutely allowed okay. to say. I, you're, you're. This is America, James. <laughs> Damn <laughs> right it is. Trump's just because Trump's president, that doesn't change anything. Well, our our like, president I did, elect. I didn't want to, you know, far. somehow disrespect AAW by talking about another. Mm. Independently, and I don't mean to disrespect your show by slurping. Yeah, so it good. worked out perfect. Yeah. No, absolutely, you're allowed to talk to AEW. As a matter of fact, I mean we have a number of aid of uh, Lucha Underground talents who are on our shows. Like Pentagon and Phoenix have been on most of our shows this year, and they've just been marvelous, wonderful human beings to deal with. Pentagon was our champion for mm-hmm. a number of months, but at the same time, he has a contract with Lucha Underground. He does right. not have a contract with AEW. We are not tossing out <laughs> fat money contracts. As you could tell, I only had a cheeseburger. If we were selling out those fast contracts, I would have had it like a three and three, which I believe that's, is your two and two oh, plus one. They also have a four by four. That's crazy. Like, I, I, I could can, barely that's... open my mouth wide enough to get the two by two in. Like, doubling that seems ridiculous. You think they would have, like, a six-by-six six challenge or something like that. It's some like, kind of something that someone from Food Network would show up and I tape. would think that Guy Ferrari would absolutely love that and <laughs> stuff like that. And actually just rub it in his hair and such. So another thing I love about AAW, you know, I, you talked about not wanting to date yourself. I'll go ahead and date myself. I Please mean, do. I, re- I remember growing up in the Chicago area, as a kid, I'd watch All-Star Wrestling on Sundays. It was the AWA. Mm-hmm. Uh, show and I'd go to the UIC Pavilion once a month. They'd have the a- AWA cards there. They were awesome. And what I liked about them was the matches were long. They were athletic. You didn't see some of the athleticism you're seeing today, but they felt like for that time they were probably pretty athletic, as opposed to kick, punch, slam. Uh, you know, finger point of doom. Yes, you know, hulking <laughs> up. Uh, whip in the corner, big boot, leg drop, one, two, three. Exactly. Pose. And I'm actually doing the Hulkamania pose right now. Don't tell them that I'm not. I know this. Stuff. So, I mean, but that's the kind of stuff I love. I mean, I, 
I appreciate the show and the spectacle, but I also want to see athletes Oh, yeah, perform. yeah. It, it, there, there is always... My wife has sort of veered away from saying it's a male soap opera because she's been to some of our shows, and she does admit that there is actually a decent amount of athleticism done during those shows. And that, that to me, is now now everything's okay with the world, now that that's been said. <laughs> you know, that there's actually an athletic component. And, and a lot of the most athletic athletes, when it comes to the world of professional wrestling, thankfully, wrestle for AEW, or at least some of the best wrestling minds and some of the best wrestling characters are here right now. And it's great. You, it's funny you mentioned UIC. I went to the University of Illinois at Chicago, and my first exposure with the school was going to old NWA shows there. And so when it came time to choose a college, and I, I got accepted to a number of schools, but I didn't necessarily want to leave beautiful Berwyn. So I was like, <laughs> okay, I'll go to UIC, because at least I know they'll be wrestling there. That's fantastic. And then they stopped doing wrestling there, which really, kids, <laughs> set your goals higher than old Dr. Keith did back in the day. <laughs> but I, that's what I like about AAW. You, you see matches, you see performances, you see two guys or gals, mm-hmm. uh, really just going at it, really right. like trying to one up each other, oh, absolutely, while still making the other one look good. I mean, it, it's really fun to see. It's a it's a it's a good time. Like we we, we try and provide the people first and most the, a good time. All over, you you try and it's hard because in the field of entertainment, you're trying to cover every single base you yeah. can. Where someone that doesn't know storylines can watch it and be like, okay, that's, that's cool. It. You know, I can't tell you how many times because 115 Bourbon Street is very much like a shopping center <coughs> for drunk people. Uh, I can't tell you how many times we've had people just come in and will pay that money to come in just because they were hanging out at 115 Bourbon sure. Street and saw what was going on in the country line dancing room and were like, this is probably a little bit better than country line dancing. Let me come on in here. So That's, that's true. And you brought up a good point. You don't need to know the storylines. No, no, no. A lot of times we don't even do storylines because we're too busy doing matches. But that's another another thing altogether. Usually, usually a lot of our stuff does revolve around matches and giving people what we call "quote unquote" dream matches in this day and age, like matches maybe they couldn't see anywhere else mm-hmm. or haven't been done yet. So, like that's that's also been a fun thing because I could sit there and propose an, a match, and maybe three years ago it would never happen. Well, give an example. But now it can. Uh, we did Chris Hero, who without a doubt is the best professional wrestler in the world today, bar none. Uh, definitely most outstanding wrestler of, t- of 2016. It's a big statement. It is, it is. But he's he's backed it up in the professional wrestling ring. I mean, just to, just to give you a, an idea of how good this person is, there is, uh, from our friends at HighSpots.com, there's actually an interview, a three-hour interview with him and another guy, my buddy Rob Naylor, talking about all of his matches and reviewing all of his matches of this year. Three hours of this. So think about it. That, Superman I mean, versus Batman was shorter. Uh, but but this is obviously gets to the point a lot quicker. But anyway, so last year we had uh, Pentagon and Phoenix come in. And we were trying to figure out, are we going to do a tag team match? Are we going to do them face each other? And we suggested, okay, well, let's just do Chris Hero versus Pentagon. And people lost their minds. And it was one of the, I mean, one of our highest selling DVDs and MP4 was of that match at last year's Windy City Classic. And it's been a match that people have been clamoring for rematches ever since. Just because Pentagon Jr., if you've never seen him, go, I'm sure you might be by a computer or your phone might have, your flip phone might have the internet access on it. Just look at Pentagon Jr., he is a character. And he is just—he doesn't have to do that much because you just look at him and you sit there and think, "Oh, that guy is a humongous badass." So we talked about. Let's talk a little bit about you. Okay. We talked about. I'd rather talk about AEW. Really, I'm—I'm I'm sort of boring. Like AEW, well, no, that no, part no, is exciting. On. What hooked you in? 
What was it? What, what got you into wrestling? I, I'm guessing it was an early age. It was. I, I it, it it wasn't. It wasn't. Like I was a big MTV kid growing up, and like I remember the war to settle the score and yeah. hearing about WrestleMania one. But it wasn't until around WrestleMania three that's what really hooked me. And it was. I remember waking up. It was a Friday night, and I must have been. So it was WrestleMania three. So I was maybe twelve or thirteen. And I remember waking up at 2 o'clock in the morning, and I just couldn't fall back asleep. And I turned on the TV, and uh, Channel 32 had Wrestling Challenge on. And it was the segment where uh, Andre turned on Hogan. And they had a beautiful video before compiling everything, the whole pieces of the storyline, where you know Hulk Hogan got a trophy for being WWE champion for a number of years. And then the next week, Andre the Giant got a trophy for being undefeated for so many years, but his trophy wasn't as big as Hogan's. And then the next week, uh, you know, uh, I believe it was uh, on Piper's Pit again. Um, let me just rephrase this for one second. Uh, when Andre got his trophy, Hulk came out and Andre walked off. And I remember Hogan being like, well, that's the kind of guy Andre is. He's modest, you know, like that kind of stuff. And then Mean G, uh, and then Jesse the Body Ventura and uh, Roddy Piper got into an argument match. And then that l- led up to, you know, Bobby Heenan coming out with Andre and then Andre challenging Hulk Hogan for the main event of WrestleMania. And I remember watching that and just wanting to get know as much about this as possible <laughs> and like my wrestling fandom meant you know watching pay-per-views and scramble vision just to figure out who won and potentially have those moments where the scrambled tv yep. would show up perfectly so God, i remember that so vividly a lot of it a lot of it was though the talking aspect of it that always got me like i always liked the fact that these guys could talk and, and a lot of my favorite guys were the guys that could talk you know, sure. the, you know, I, I was a Hulkamaniac. I love the Ultimate Warrior, like Ric Flair, like all those guys. Like that, that, that aspect of it always appealed to me, and also the athleticism and and the sweet blood. Like I, I'll sit there and admit, I remember I, I was always someone that enjoyed when someone would just lose their stuff on their forehead. I remember going to the local Rexall when I was growing up, and they'd have uh, the, the wrestling, wrestling magazines. magazines, yeah, like Pro Wrestling Illustrated, and you'd see Dusty Rhodes' face just. Covered in blood oh, on the absolutely. cover, or, or flare, and I thought that was the coolest thing. Like, oh man, shit got crazy oh, in, Ab- in Charlotte. Ab- look at Abdullah the Butcher <laughs> versus the <laughs> yeah. Sheik. This match made twenty-eight people vomit at the Gold Acre Hall. <laughs> you know, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, that 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 stuff. The wrestling magazines appealed to me as well. Like that was something where it was just whatever I could get on pro wrestling was something that I would want to pull in. So. And I, I was into it for a long time. Around college, I, I got really a lot more into music. Sure. So I would sort of follow it, but it wasn't as much. But then 1996 and the New World Order came in. And between that and ECW, I just dove headfirst back into it and haven't really looked back since. So God, I just finished reading the uh, the book about the death of WCW. Fantastic book by oh, Brian Alvarez. Man. And uh, I'm actually thinked in the first edition of that. Really? So I am. That is, that is a hell of a book. That's a very, very good wrestling book. I'm actually, right now, one of the wrestling things I'm doing is I'm re-watching all of the Nitros. Uh, I'm on uh, 1999 right now. <laughs> so it's been it's been quite interesting. Is uh, there a goal? 
the goal is to basically entertain myself or try okay. and see if there's and anything that I forgot. Well, I, 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 the kids fall asleep very easy. I'm after just I saying, where them. do you have time to do that? I, I, I have a treadmill in my basement. Oh, there you go. And I okay. usually sit there and can watch it on my big, that, big TV while that happens. So two birds, one stone. Absolutely, you know. But it's 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 marvelous the rank and myrrh that's uh, involved with some of the WCW stuff in '99. Like I actually saw, without a doubt, the worst wrestling food fight I've ever seen in my life between. Two of the Nitro girls from a November, I forget the date of a Nitro, but it was absolutely awful. Uh, one of the things, though, I really enjoyed about it, they had this character called the Maestro, who was, <laughs> you know, just basically a piano player. And in one episode of Nitro, the Maestro was playing during the entire time they showed anything backstage. And they didn't really acknowledge it. Like, they sort of would show him in the background, but he'd always be playing. So it was great. Hacksaw Jim Duggan, as a janitor, was sitting there talking about cleaning a tooth, uh, cleaning a, a, a toilet with a toothbrush, and here's this wonderful, you know, Brahms playing in the background. So it's amazing. So it makes me... It makes, I, I basically... I'll, I'll, I'll just... I'll, Listen, we're not on air, right? No. I know it's an old Howard Stern thing. I'm just basically trying to steal ideas from that for AEW. Oh, so, that makes perfect sense. So when, when AEW gets its own maestro, you'll see what happens. I Why not do it on the 30th? Why not? At, at 115 Bourbon Street, tickets available at awrestling.com slash tickets. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun when the new maestro debuts. Are we past the point where... Women wrestlers are just eye candy. Have oh, we... absolutely, absolutely, and I think I think actually this was been the year that I think the WWE realized that. So, I, I definitely think so. And you could just look at their women's division. The fact that it's not called divas anymore. I was at a I was at a a, a family party uh, with some old friends a few a few weeks ago, and one of them cornered me and was like, "Thanksgiving weekend, I was sick and I was watching Totally Divas." And the scene where Stephanie McMahon told them that they're no longer divas, that they're actually going to be a women's champion, it really inspired me. And I was like, if this going to inspire like a 30-something-year-old woman from Park Ridge, yeah. Illinois, imagine what that's doing everywhere. But yeah, it definitely, I mean, don't get me wrong, there'll still be girls there that will get enhanced or something mm -hmm. like that. But they actually realize that women can, you know, that women don't necessarily have to be in cat fights or right. mud wrestling matches, that women could actually go. And I, I credit that to girls like Sasha Banks and Bailey and those kind of names because mm -hmm. they've been suffering, you know, like, and we have, we've been fortunate at AAW to have uh, girls like Kimberly and Heidi Loveless and a number of other women talent that I think can go toe to toe with men as well. So like, it's been, it's been a lot of fun to watch that actually happen on our shows as well, where it's not just something where it happens in the WWE because in independent wrestling, women have been seen on the level as males for a long time, as it mm -hmm. as it should be. It's true. And watching, let's just isolate the WWE. They would have those divas matches, and I would just roll my eyes like, oh, I, was, oh, I, I you know, I'd check my watch like, well, oh, you were come on. you were hoping to see Nicole Bass and Sable together. So I just, it was it was so awful and so it was such pandering. I was, you know what? If if we can. You know, the bra and panties concept is fine, but the problem is a bra and panties match every week does not work. You know, just like any other type of special novelty attraction, you know? Right. Like, there's only so much bra and panties matches you can see before you're just like, okay, I'm done. I, I you know, like, it, it's great, but I, I, I need something more. I, need well, I don't wrestling. know about you. Every Saturday night for me is a bra and panties match. Woo! You had it hanging down at Shabooms over in Stone Park or something like that's, that? That's right. 
Going to the fashion show, where at least they're the putting fashion on. fashion show. Well, they're putting on. They keep on the. T- they keep on the pantyhose. So that's what they're fashioning. They're fashioning that's, stockings. That's right. It's all about the nylon. That's what it's all about. It, it all goes back to nylon and spandex, my friend. That's so. Hey, wow, full circle. Here we are. All right. So AAW on the thirtieth. Uh, the website again. AAWrestling.com. I mean, basically, if you want to follow AEW, check our Twitter because our Twitter is constantly updated. We usually have lots of content online. Uh, Definitely AAA. Sorry, I I forgot how to spell there. AAW uh, Pro on Twitter. Uh, Like us on Facebook and everything else. Like, basically, we're big on social media right now, James. Definitely check us out. But also check out, if you're in the the greater LaSalle area, uh, definitely check us out when we debut in LaSalle on January 7th. So that's going to be a lot of fun as well. Like, I'm I'm looking forward to that just because it's going to be... AAW with some slight twinges and slight takes. I mean, it, we're, we're tr- going to definitely try a lot of crossover there, so I'm excited about that. It's a, it's a new opportunity for us. Like, I this is it. an area where we haven't been at before, and it's something where they have a very loyal fan base, and the one thing we want to do is necessarily, we don't want to kill the current existing fan base, but exactly. it, it should be a fun show. John Morrison on that show, and then more matches, of course, to be announced. I believe right now for the 30th, we have Kimberly versus Heidi Loveless, and hopefully by the time this is out, the promos that they uh, cut on each other for that match will see the light of day, awesome. and they're two of the best promos that I've been a part of this year. Like The emotion is there. The passion is there. And that's the one thing I really like about pro wrestling, that when you do it right, like AAW, you definitely see the passion and fire there. We also have our Heritage Champion, which is sort of like our secondary title, ACH, a man that was... I, now, that's a guy I've seen a couple times. Have you seen? Oh, he's fantastic. Yeah, that's, of, that's an athlete of, right there. He is an absolute athlete. And uh, he, had a, he left us a year ago because he had a contract with Ring of Honor. That contract is no more, and he will hopefully be on hopefully any show that has AEW, uh, AEW's name on it in 2017, ACH will be part of, and he'll be facing our Heritage Champion, AR Fox, in what should be just an off-the-wall bonkers match. Bonkers and ridiculous, both at the same time. So much fun. Well, I, I'm going to see you there. Are you, You're going to be there. Absolutely. Please do. Please come. Please have everyone listening to the show. They should buy a ticket. I'm kidding. No, I agree. Let's, they, all, let's all hang out and watch the show together. Let's all try and enjoy professional wrestling. It's so much fun. Thank you so much for jumping in the car. Oh, not a problem. This was fun.